checking on his stick. We are chicken on a stick. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome, welcome. Today is another Maggie pick. Yeah. And it's another movie that she really enjoys. Very much. In fact, so. so much that she's had me watch it at least four times. Now Many times. In the five years that we have been together. Yes. Uh, it might even actually be five. We might literally be on a once per year basis. At we this might point, be. Which is. Crazy. That, it's crazy, but it tells you how much I love it. Yeah, but that also makes it like my wo- most watched movie. Yeah. Definitely in the last five years. Yeah. Which is insane. It makes me happy. <laughs> but we're talking about 2014's Creep. Creep. And uh, we'll be back to talk about it in just a moment. I'm a creep. <laughs> Hello, my name is Peach Fuss. I might look like I eat you up, but I'm as friendly as a rabbit, and I'd make a very good friend. Peach fuzz, I am here, and there's nothing to So Creep is a found footage psychological horror film directed by Patrick Bryce, just coincidentally the same name, Very starring Patrick Bryce <laughs> and Mark Duplass, uh, and it's also wrote by the two of them, yes. screenplay by the two of them. So it's very much basically a two-man show. Mm-hmm. Um, it did get published by Blumhouse. Uh, so Love Jason them. Blum is a producer on it. This is very much a relatively early Blumhouse thing. Mm-hmm. You can even tell with the like the production logo or whatever that comes right. up. It's like the really old one, whereas now they've got like a... They kind of took the end Marvel approach where it shows a bunch of bunch things of from their things. different horror franchises that they've done. And I I very much so. My, my absolute favorite genre of movies is not only horror movies but very specifically found footage movies it's my favorite i feel like i have watched every found footage movie in the game she constantly says that i do say but that. constantly finds more there are some i mean i i love even watching like the b-rated found footage movies but but this one i got you to watch and i feel like you don't typically care for found footage movies. I am pretty indifferent to found footage movies. Mm-hmm. I think there have been some that are good. Right. And then there are some that just I, I don't care for. And some of the like larger and I feel like we've talked I don't know if we've talked about it on here, but it's definitely been brought up in passing before that for a long time there has been uh the sort of meme that I just don't like horror movies Mm -hmm. because to me since 
I don't know, 2010, maybe even before that, I just have not really found many horror movies that I think are, like, yeah, good, like, exceptional. And that's good. understandable. Um, there are definitely standouts, like, um, Jordan Peele's stuff has all been pretty good, although I do feel like they kind of get out still as my personal favorite. Yeah. Um, X from last year is would probably be at the top of the list of mm-hmm. the best horror movies in the last like 10 years I think and we all know that I absolutely just love Ari Aster's work oh so much so much so much so um, <laughs> but found footage for me is sort of like the same thing um, I don't feel like I have too much exposure with it leading up to whatever year it was that Cloverfield came out Oh, and I'm also movie. not a fan of Cloverfield. Oh, I love that movie. I thought Cloverfield was just... It was pretty meant. I never get tired of watching it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, found footage isn't really my thing. And uh, I, I... I know I have biases in horror that I really like slasher films, mm-hmm. especially, like, 80s slashers. Um, so that's also why I liked X so much, whatever. But... I think Creep's pretty good. Yeah. I think I, I think I, I reeled you in, at least, on this one. There, after, after this, I tried to reel you in on other ones, and they didn't, they didn't, yeah. they didn't pass your, yeah. your standards. We, we saw one this year, in the year 2023, just, you know, in case people from the future are watching it. <laughs> um, Hi. One called The Outer, Outwaters, or Outer Waters? Oh, yeah. So, something it was out in theaters it was a found footage movie I figured yeah. it'd be right up her alley I was like we could go watch this on like a Saturday or something yeah. and we went and saw it and boy is that movie not good I did not care for it that movie was awful which I am, I'm of the opinion and I've said this for a lot of movies when it comes to horror found footage movies and also like movies where like there's a shark or an animal I'm always like you know what I approach it as the way that I approach pizza. Bad pizza is better than no pizza. But that movie fucking sucked. (laughs) (laughs) That movie was not good. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know. So that's kind of your gauge of where we sit on on found footage movies and what we're talking about. She's very much a fan, so she definitely buys towards those movies. And... After seeing Creep for now a fourth time, I still do enjoy it and think it is a... First off, it's it's very short. It's less than an hour yeah, and a half. Yeah, it's very short. So it's very quick to get in. There's technically three characters in the movie, but there's only two we ever see on screen. It's a small budget. And it is very simple, straight to the point. Um, has some like unintentionally or maybe completely intentionally goofy, funny moments yeah. that are also extremely unsettling and awkward and yeah. whatever. So, I would also like to, to note that not only did I get you to see this, I've gotten other friends of you've, ours. You've gotten multiple I've friend gotten groups so to many watch people this. to watch this movie who all loved it. And that makes me feel very proud. <laughs> so, uh, just a little bit of more history to... The movie itself, this was Patrick Bryce's directorial debut. Um, And they said that basically the story came about as uh, being inspired by Bryce's experiences on Craigslist. 
end of the movies, My Dinner with Andre, mm -hmm. Misery, and Fatal Attraction. So, basically those movies are all, you know, kind of mostly a couple people really dealing back and forth, and Morton's kind of got a, like a sinister side to it sort of situation, or at least with Fatal Attraction and Misery. Um, My Dinner with Andre is obviously more of a just like person-on-person just talking sort of thing. Right. Um, the Craigslist stuff is hilarious. Uh, I've never used Craigslist in any sort of way to buy something or sell something or anything, so I don't never. have any of those sort of experiences. I know people that have. I'm pretty sure I went with a friend one time to sell, like, a phone yeah. or something. Um, I think I had a friend that... I think I had a friend that, like, sold a refrigerator or something off Craig Craigslist, yeah. and they made a point to tell all of their friends where they were going... Just in case something terrifying happened. Yeah. Um, so the movie... Yeah, I guess we could just really kind of get into the movie at this yeah. point. There is some more, like, sort of background stuff, but it's mostly they were they just kind of talked about... Basically, because of the way that they shot the film, since it's a found footage movie, and it's just uh, Aaron, the character, holding a camera the whole time, basically Patrick Bryce, who plays Aaron and is the director, is just using, like, a handy cam the whole time, and yeah. it's mostly Mark Duplass on the screen, basically. Um, so they did a lot of scenes. They have multiple takes for many different scenes, like 10 to 12 takes for uh, different ways that scenes went, different lines, whatever. So they got a lot of different versions of things kind of going on multiple different alternate endings and things that they tried out and stuff like that. Um, they were basically just like, they would shoot a scene, sit down and kind of watch it back, mm -hmm. see if they wanted to tweak things, try something else, and do the same thing. Why not? Just like see if it felt right. It's just two of you, just, why not? Yeah. Why not? I like that. I, I love the simplicity of it. Um, and then he did say, Mark Duplass as well, uh, mentioned that they were interested in the uh, psychological profile of a very strange person. Yes. Like, one you might meet and just think that maybe there's something sort of off, but you don't quite know what it is, basically. Like, yeah. intense eye contact, lack of personal space, maybe they're a little, they overshare, yeah. a little too lovey time to time. Like, something that's just, like, not quite normal feeling. Very off-putting. Um, and then also he thinks that both of the characters are creeps to some degree, and the question is, like, who is really the creep? Uh, although I don't think there's much of a question to that. Really. I don't think so. And also I feel like, honestly, at this day and age, I feel like all of us have met someone that, was, that had these kind of characteristics at some point. Like, you've never met someone that was just, like, a little weirdly off-putting, and you couldn't quite put your finger on why. I feel like I've definitely met someone before that was, like, I don't know what it is about you, but you're a little weird. I don't know. I don't think I like it. Maybe. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Um, so anyway, to just get into the movie itself, unless you have anything further to add before we start. No. Um, so, the movie opens, and <laughs> I did actually make a note at the very start. 
just so that I could remember. I went, found footage. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's the best. Even though I'd seen the movie before, so I already knew what I was in, in for. It's, it's definitely... I feel like a lot of people complain when it comes to found footage movies that they the shaky camera makes them feel, like, nauseous or they can't, like, get on board with that. I feel like this one, there are times... Yeah, there are times it's a little bit shaky, but for the majority of the movie, I don't think that you you get that. Yeah. Yeah, I think they do a good job of keeping it pretty consistent. The only movie I ever remember doing that, uh, which I've never seen... Ding my movie lover credits now, I guess, if you're keeping track. Um, is I remember the news stories when Blair Witch came out, which was like the first yeah. really big one to kind of do it. A lot of people said that that movie I made remember them sick. hearing that, and I also remember when we went to the drive in while that was playing to see whatever was out that same year, uh, seeing people who were leaving rolling down their windows and just throwing up out of the side of the car. Literally throwing up? Yeah. Yeah, I never got that. I never got sick from that. I don't think I would either. I don't think you could show me... You could show me somebody spinning around for, like, ten hours, and I'd probably be fine. The only time I was... The only time I was ever concerned was when people said that the movie Gravity, if you saw it in 3D, would make them nauseous. That was the only time I feel like I was ever concerned that I might actually be sick, but I was fine. I don't... I think I... I think I... I own it in 3D, or I own the Blu-ray with 3D. Um, you know, just to show off, we, we still have a 3D uh, screen upstairs, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. but don't have the glasses. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't. That doesn't bother me. Yeah, I I'm not bothered by it. It doesn't. Do, I get motion it, sick, but that's when I'm doing like actually doing things. Just right. watching stuff doesn't bother me. Yeah, same. So yeah, so while. It is found footage, and it can be shaky at times. I feel like because the person in charge of the camera is supposed to be a professional, he does a good job of maintaining, you know, a, a steady... I mean, that's his job, so... Yeah. He does a good job of keeping it steady. Uh, so anyway, to the movie. Um, we open up seeing somebody driving a car. We see this man, he's driving a car. Uh, the year's 2012. Um, so, you know, a couple of years right before this came out. And he's going up into these mountains for a job of filming for the day. He doesn't really know much of the details or anything. Just somebody paid him to film for the day, whatever they're going to do. So he's on his way. Um, he gets to, like, this... I hesitate to call it a neighborhood... Um, mm-hmm. But he gets up to, there's definitely like a couple houses around, but they're pretty sparse because it's up in the side of the mountains. But he gets up to this one that has like, I can't tell if this is a driveway because there's no way a car is going up or down this thing. No. It is the most, it, it's not like, obviously it's not completely vertical, but it is this crazy ass slope that's paved wide enough that it looks like you can get a car up there. But I don't know. I don't. I feel like you wouldn't because just the angle of where that ends and the street actually starts yeah. looks way too sharp that you would not break something. It definitely gives off the vibes of these are people that have like 
what do you call it when someone says we summer in Colorado or we rich people rich people this is like a rich <laughs> this is like a rich person kind of area to live in it's like very sparse there's a lot of like space in between it's hard to get to hard to get out of I mean to be fair that is kind of an ideal like location yeah. that I would want to live in yeah up in the mountains, away from everybody, away from with it. a steep-ass driveway so nobody can show up. <laughs> I guess. Get me now, Mormons. <laughs> Get up this driveway. Next guy. <laughs> You're not going to make it. Um, yeah. uh, so he gets out. He goes up to the front door. Um, There's also, like, zero reception. Yeah, so he, he knocks on the door. Uh, he kind of rings like a doorbell. The doorbell is this little, like weird thing where you turn it it's not a button you press it's like a little knob you turn yeah i didn't i didn't get that i don't know it's kind of cool i like it do you yeah i don't know it's just different i like it um nobody answers he does try and call uh but it go no voicemail or anything so he can't like he's just sitting there so he decides i guess i'm just gonna wait here uh again all the time filming himself. Mm-hmm. Here, okay. Here's the number one issue with found footage movies. And this movie does it as well. It doesn't make any sense that he is already filming himself and things going on just to go to a job. Like, we're not giving, given any sort of reason. Like, he doesn't start by going... I'm just going to start filming now because it's in a place I'm unfamiliar with and just in case anything happens. No, he just turns it on and just starts... He's like a YouTuber. He's like, Hey guys, today we're going to go film at this location, so come with me. No, he just turns on his camera while driving. He's like, so I got a job going up into the mountains. Yep. And then films himself knocking at the door, ringing a doorbell. Like it, it. The, there's no logical explanation or anything worked into the story to make any of that actually make sense for any human being to do. The way that the way that I rationalize that is that we already see that he doesn't have reception, and so maybe it's just. I think he had reception. He just. I think it's just him. Like, well, I don't have any other way for anyone to know what's going on, so I'm just gonna do this. No, I'm pretty sure he he calls him. But the phone just doesn't have a voicemail, so you can't leave a message or anything. I would videotape myself. I, sure. I mean, I guess. Uh, well, while he's filming, he does kind of look down. We see that his car is a little bit down, like, the, the hill or incline there. Um, we also see an axe stuck into a tree trunk. Like, one of those things that you see all the time in movies yeah. and TV where when you're chopping wood, you use a existing tree stump to chop your wood right. on. And that's sort of what it looks like. It's just kind of stuck into yeah, the Yeah, we just see it into just the log. sitting there. And he's like, okay, so there's that. So he sees it. He gets scared because he's a little little punk. He's not a punk. <laughs> he's a scared cat. And he goes, I'm just going to wait in my car. So he walks all the way back down to his car, gets in his car, just kind of, you know, chilling, hanging out, and boom, first jump scare. Jump scare. All of a sudden, we meet the man who hired him, Joseph, uh, played by Mark Duplass, and he introduces himself 
We find out this is where we find out that the guy who's been filming himself, his name's Aaron, or A.A. Ron. A.A. <laughs> Ron. Um, and Joseph basically says, oh, I'm glad you're here. Let's get going. Uh, they go upstairs. They go upstairs. They get into the house, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is my family's vacation home. We get a little bit of an introduction to Joseph. He's telling us that um, he's married. Um, his wife is expecting. Mm-hmm. This is their sort of summer home, like you said, like a little vacation home up in the mountains. And that he is there alone because while he is a cancer survivor... Recently, he went back to the doctor and got some bad news mm-hmm. that the cancer has left him with a baseball-sized, or maybe it's a softball-sized tumor in his brain that is inoperable, and he's got a couple months to live is what they're telling him. Right. And because the baby's on the way, he decided what he wants to do is to film a video for their coming child, who, are they ju- who they're just referring to as Buddy. So that Buddy can know who their father was. Right. Before he passes away. It was also really, it's also really interesting to note when he did kind of surprise him and pop up and introduce himself, mm-hmm. one of the first things he says to him is, you know, you have a really kind face. I can tell you're a really great guy. You know, I feel like I can trust you. And as sweet as that is, the way that he goes about it, again, is just, it's uncomfortable and it's off-putting. It's like, okay, thank you, I guess. So, there's a reference here when he's telling Aaron about his plan. He mentions uh, the movie My Life, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a 1993 film uh, starring... Michael Keaton, Nicole Kidman, Bradley Whitford, who you would know specifically from Handmaid's Tale. He's the, the like, second person that she goes to who really actually, oh. like, hates... Helped create the government, but also hates it and then helps her. Right. Um, oh, I do love him. Yeah. Queen Latifah is also in it, because, sure, why not? It's the 90s. And basically, that movie as well, the syn- although it's got... Not great ratings, never seen it, but um, it is also about a man who gets diagnosed with cancer and given four months to live, not enough time to see his first child's birth, so he decides to make a video diary to pass it along. Interesting. So the, that's a quick small thing that, you know, you could pass off as like maybe it's not a real movie or it's a like nothing reference, but it's literally Joseph telling you like I got all of this from a movie from a movie yeah (laughs) um which is kind of funny no that's funny uh so at this point he also pays Aaron he gives Aaron the money up front and says look this is no longer transactional you've been paid now this is a partnership we're gonna spend the day with each other get to know each other uh and then you know go from there have a which good time. which he said you don't have to do that he kind of was like i don't want the money right now like we can you can pay me when it ends i'd take but, it up i'll take but it he up. was like nope take the money now you can trust me this is how you can <laughs> trust me <laughs> yeah if somebody does that i'm 
already not going to trust you. Nope. Um, but I would also find the whole situation weird going, hey man, it's 2012. You know, you could have just bought a camera yourself. Not done it. Yeah. <laughs> or, I don't know, had your wife film it or something? <laughs> kind of strange. Like, do you know what a tripod is? You could just prop that bad boy up. Uh, but what I do like is immediately it seems pretty clear that Aaron is totally uncertain of everything that's going on. Like, He's suspicious. It already feels off, to say the least. Yeah. But he is going along with it. He's like, oh, okay, sure. And then this is the time when Joseph says, alright, uh, let's go upstairs to the bath. Um, and he runs upstairs Tells Aaron to come with him. Aaron gets upstairs, goes into the bathroom. Joseph's already mostly naked. He's still got his pants on, but, like, hardly. And he's like, look, it's we're going to get a lot deeper than this. So, like, I just me wanna... getting naked in front of you is not going to be that uncomfortable or weird. We're getting way deeper. I want to preface before we go into this that my actual note, my bullet point... All caps. I hate this scene. <laughs> hate this scene. Hate it. Um, so while we don't see any actual male nudity, no. For, I mean shirtlessness, I guess. But um, we cut to Joseph being in the tub. He's in his bathtub. And he explains that first he he directly he speaks directly to the camera. He goes, mm-hmm. "Hey, buddy." Um, when I was a child, my dad and I would take baths together. Yeah. Um, and it was called tubby time. <laughs> so, it. since I won't be able to be there with you, I figured now we can do a little tubby time. And he, like, reaches towards the camera, acts as though he's picking up a child and putting him into the tub, and then it just kind of gets, like, it's almost... And this kind of goes back to what they were saying, where there's something, like, just it's, slightly unnerving about so it. so uncomfortable. Because it seems almost like a sweet, sort of innocent kind of thing, but it is so uncomfortable. And through the found footage way of being shot, it does feel like you're almost intruding on this. Yes. Which probably helps to build that it feels very uncomfortable. But it is also just weird watching a grown man mime, like, washing a toddler's hair or something. He's Uh, pretending that he has a newborn baby on his chest, and he's, like, washing it, and he's, like, talking to it, and kissing it, and, you know, just, like, caressing it, and it's just... I mean, I don't know how many times I can say it because of the title of the movie, but it's just the creepiest thing (laughs) that you can think of. It's so off-putting, and he's making it seem so normal, and you can feel how uncomfortable the cameraman is. He's like, why am I sitting in this bathroom watching you bathe a imaginary (laughs) Imaginary baby? Uh, Yeah, it is... It is unnerving, and I think that's going to be the first scene when going into this that's really going to make people be like, oh. Yeah, no, thank you. And it's, 
Look, Mark Duplass is great. He is definitely underrated. And everything I've seen him in, I've really enjoyed him in. But this just... Again, it is... It is sneaky how creepy and unnerving it is for something that seems relatively innocent. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Also to note, as we're in the bathroom... Like, the lights are off. This is candle- He's got candles, candles lit, which is candles. even weirder. Tea light candles around <laughs> so the bathtub. Weird. So it's darkly lit, and we're literally just watching him there. Strangely intimate. Strangely the intimate. And he's just in the bathtub, a grown, like, 40-year-old man, and he's got, like, um, what are the tiny towels called? Like a tiny face wash rag? Yeah. Uh, it, it's so I don't know, towels? Tea towel, maybe? You're asking me. I don't know. Um, All towels. There's big towels and small towels. There's very... beach towels and shower towels. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I. Th- oh, yes. That's what I made a note of. Or maybe I'll let you get to it. What happens while we're in the bathtub? Uh, so <laughs> after he does this, he also does the thing where he like leans back, like he's letting, almost like um, whenever. A child's first born, they do, like, skin-on-skin contact time or whatever. I feel like they've got a certain word for that, but I forget what it is. Yeah, skin-to-skin contact. Uh, But he's kind of, like, miming that. And then he just... We do cut, and he's got, like, the the damp washcloth on his face. And he takes it down, and he just breaks... He takes a break from tubby time and talks to Aaron directly. And he's like, look, I'm a very sad man. I've been thinking about nothing but my, basically, my own mortality and death recently. Um, And that all of his days are going to be spent in either pain or being sad. And then makes a comment of, but I could just end it all right now. And Aaron's just like, okay. Yeah. And then he just slowly slips under the water in the tub and Aaron's like, Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. Joseph. And then he (laughs) puts the camera over the water. We see Joseph underwater and then again, jump scare because it goes, ah, gotcha. So he basically was making it look like he was drowning himself in the tub and then as we're leaning, as what we're seeing, him leaning over trying to be like, hey, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? He jumps out, and then he makes it seem like, ha-ha, I got you, and this is where we see how fucked up his humor is. Well, to be fair, he does, he does say uh, that he has a weird sense of humor, and that he had to do it because things were getting a little weird. Yeah, no shit things were getting weird. You were just pretending to give a bath to an imaginary, to an imaginary baby. Of course it's weird. Well, and then you, you pretended like you drowned yourself. How did you think this would go? So, how did you think? I don't know. So I feel like at this point, our main character is realizing that this guy is weird. His sense of humor isn't cool. His <laughs> yeah. stop, like, scaring me. Stop, like trying to to jump me and and make me concerned just very very i i feel like at this point he has to realize that there's something wrong going on but he's kind of a little bit too deep in 
to to leave now. Yeah. They also decide at this point to uh, kind of go on outside, kind of go on like a little hike type thing. Um, and Joseph says, oh, I've got an extra jacket upstairs. You can use it. It's kind of cold outside. It's fine. And he goes, and this is moments after all the tub stuff, like a minute or two after. And he goes upstairs to go get a jacket in like a closet and he pulls open the door. Another jump scare. There's a wolf mask in the closet. <laughs> this is not my favorite part of the movie, but this is the precursor to Your my favorite, favorite part, part of, of the, the movie, movie. Which is my most hated part of the movie. <laughs> Joseph comes in and he's like, oh my god, what happened? And he goes, oh, okay. And he gets the wolf mask and he goes, okay. So this is peach fuzz. So it, it's like a, if you went to like a spirit Halloween store. <laughs> it is just like, like a, a, a generic ass like wolf mask thing. It's just like a Halloween wolf werewolf thing it's generic it's not terrifying in well it's not inherently terrifying it's just one of those cheapo like rubber full head masks with uh, uh, weird hair that gets like really matted super yeah. quickly but the important thing is we're meeting peach fuzz we meet peach fuzz the hilarious bit is this movie was originally, uh, when they were working on it, was called Peach Fuzz. But they decided to change it because they realized if they named it Peach Fuzz, people are going to be wondering in the first half of the movie, like, what's Peach Fuzz? How, what, why is it called Peach Fuzz? What's the deal? And it would distract from the, just like the back and forth conversations that the two were having and the kind of creepiness and everything like that. Right. Good choice. Creep works perfectly fine, and it definitely basically describes the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so Peach Fuzz, as Joseph explains it, is a friendly wolf who's, who Joseph's father made up, and there's a whole dance and song number to it that Joseph performs. He puts on the mask, and he does a little kind of jig thing, He kind of mm-hmm. dancing a little bit, singing this song like it definitely completely seems made up and just off the cuff nothing about it seems rehearsed or anything One it just percent. feels like this dude just made up a bunch of shit and just did it and again Aaron doesn't like bat an eye he's just like okay All that's right. odd like if it, it's one of those things that like if you have uh, kids or nieces or nephews if you had a, a kid, like, walk up to you to be like, hey, look what I can do. Look at the stands. And they just, like, willy-nilly did some just random-ass shit. That's what it was. Like, it, there was no thought behind it. Yeah. It was just fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, once Peach Fuzz is gone, Thank sadly. God. Thank God. <laughs> jinx. <laughs> It wasn't a jinx. We didn't say the same thing. I know, but I said thank God he said opposite of a jinx. Um, They, when he puts away the mask, he does find these two hats. I don't remember what they're called, but they're like winter hats that have the ear flaps. Yes. They've got a certain name. I don't remember what they are, but he has two of them, and they're the exact same. So they both wear 
them. Yes. Um, this is, again, sort of Joseph being way too personal boundary sort of things of like, hey, we're all of a sudden best friends. Let's wear the same thing. Hey, hey. Um, anyway, they take a drive, and we're learning that Joseph is taking him to this place that he's heard of. It is a spring somewhere nearby that is supposed to kind of cleanse you if you're of a pure heart. Um, so they're going to go and try and find this. They don't quite know where it is. They know the general vicinity of where it is. We're going into the middle of the woods. <laughs> yeah, that should be a red flag. Another red flag. They get into the woods, and Aaron's just kind of following Joseph, and then just out of nowhere, Joseph just literally books it off into the woods. Just bolts. Doesn't say nothing, just takes off into the woods, and Aaron's like, Joseph, Joseph, where'd you go? And then now he's alone in the woods, just kind of wandering around. Like, what... I think, again, we're seeing a, a situation where he's like, why is he behaving so weird? Why is he leaving me all alone? Why am I walking through the woods all by myself? This isn't funny. I don't get your sense of humor. Well, good thing he didn't have long to think about it, because guess what? Jump scare. Joseph jumps out from behind a tree and scares him again, because that's what he does. And he keeps thinking that that's totally fine the best part is he says he he basically just says i don't know why you haven't left yet <laughs> like i keep doing this he, shit to yeah. you and you're still here so whatever or, or i mean i i don't understand why aaron doesn't leave when joseph's kind of done this to him over and over and over again i like it's I, all intentional <laughs> it's so intentional i feel like i would have peaced out so long ago um, so now they're just walking with each other. There is a mention of the axe again. Joseph brings up, did you see the axe in the front yard? Did it scare you? I bet I bet it probably kind of seems scary when you're looking at it. And Aaron's like, yeah, kind of. Like, why would you bring that up? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that gets brought up again. He does ask... Joseph does ask right away, though, if he thought he was going to kill him when it, with it when mm -hmm. he first showed up. Um, Sus. Very suspicious. Um, Aaron is worried that they're lost in the woods because they've just kind of been walking around, and Joseph tells them that they have to just keep moving. Like, we have to just keep going. I don't really remember what turns we made or where we're, how to get back, but the important thing is we keep going. Sus. Um, Joseph kind of runs up ahead a little bit. At, at one point, they think they see a sign, and it just happens to be, like, a sewage line thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is, like, a just dumb little thing that almost feels sort of ad-libbed in there. Like, they just were walking out in the woods, and they found that, and just, you know, shot a scene of it. Joseph runs up onto this rock, and he goes, Aaron, come here. You gotta see this. Aaron goes over to the rock and he goes, look, look right over the edge, right down there. Lo and behold, it is a rock with water in it, and the rock has an, uh, like, almost carved out yeah. heart shape. So they found I'm, the heart rock water spring thing. They found it, but all I could think of during that scene was, wow, this is not worth it. I, the stress of 
potentially being lost in the woods, not worth seeing a rock formation of a heart. Yeah, but they get into the water and cleanse themselves. They do kind of celebrate a little bit. It's a little jovial for a second mm-hmm. of like, ah, oh, we actually found it, woohoo. Uh, and then they decide to go get some breakfast. Yeah. After their weird little fucking baptism. <laughs> yeah, the little cleansing thing that they do. Joseph does say, let's go to Billy Bear's, this restaurant who's known for their pancakes. We instantly cut to the restaurant. Again, why is he still filming? I mean, I guess it makes a little bit more sense, but it's also just like, you don't want to like just take a break for a moment while you guys order some No, I think it makes more sense now because I'm fucking <laughs> because creeped out. it's so suspicious. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So they're sitting there, and even though moments ago we were told that this place is known for their pancakes, Joseph says... Let's see what's good here. And Aaron yeah. calls him out and goes, Di- well, didn't you say their pan- pancakes were good? And Joseph's like, what? He goes, yeah, you said that they were known for their pancakes. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like they change their menu all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. More red flags. So many red flags at this point. At, at this point, like, how many, like, little red check marks are we knocking off? Um, so they do eventually order some food. All we see is some pancakes, so they did get the pancakes anyway. We do not find out if they are world famous or good tasting, I suppose. Uh, but during all this, Joseph does ask Aaron to share with him something Mm -hmm. he is ashamed of. Yes. And he takes the camera, and we're filming Aaron now. This is the first time we've seen... Well, not the first time we've seen Aaron on camera in a while, but the first time we're, like, specifically since the start, we're looking right at Aaron, and he's actually speaking. Uh, We'll get quite a bit more of that after this. Because he's, at this point, wanting, like, to flip the the page. He wants to film him, and he is the, the level of gaslighting is so uncomfortable and so present yeah um so aaron tells this story that when he was younger he peed his pants a lot so much so that he had to have this weird like wired system where it was like in his pants and went up his shirt onto his wrist with like a a a bracelet or something Mm -hmm. that lit up so when he peed his pants it would like glow a certain color which seems almost like cruel to do to a child (laughs) seems pretty cruel um but basically just tells the story that he peed his pants out on like a playground and he was embarrassed by it because the light was flashing um aaron then asks joseph to tell a story about when he was ashamed of something so we turn the camera back around and joseph shows a picture on his phone of aaron arriving at his this house he was out in the woods taking secret photos of aaron in his car walking up the door at the door all sorts of things just taking photos of him And he basically says that he's ashamed that he took those photos. 
um, because now he knows Aaron, and that if he knew Aaron at the time, he wouldn't have taken the photos, but he was unsure, so he took the photos anyway. So he was, he was really stalking, weird. He was stalking him. Like, the second that he got there, stalking him. Um, Aaron just says it's fine, and, and very quickly moves past the whole situation. Um, I would... Look, if nothing else creeped me out, if I got that far, and then you just sh- showed me that you, like, first off, made me just wait for you while you were sitting in the woods taking photos of me, yeah. I would just leave. I would leave. <laughs> Period. It's so off-putting and just freaking weird. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't know how many times you can say it for a movie called Creep, but it's so creepy. <laughs> Uh, we then cut to them getting back to the house. It's late at night. And Aaron is like, alright, I want to leave. But Joseph tells him, oh, come on, stay for one drink. Let's get, like, Let's know, get a whiskey. Shot, some, a shot of whiskey or something. This is also where we get the shot. I, I really actually like this shot, is up these staircases to the door to... Joseph's house is because it's nighttime. He's got like a porch light, right. and he's standing in front of it to where you can see sort of an outline of a person, mm-hmm. but you can't see his face or anything. It's all just yeah. black, and that's kind of the cover or poster for Creep is this shot. So I really like it, but it's him oh, standing okay. at the top, looking sort of like just this black figure, being like, "Come on, let's just have one drink, and then you can leave." Um, you don't need to go right now. We'll just have, like, one whiskey yeah, and you can go. Let's, we're having fun. Let's film the end of this and then you can go. Two guys having some whiskeys is what he says. Two guys just having some whiskeys. So while they're inside having their drinks of whiskey, uh, Joseph tells Aaron that he has an excess of money. Yes. And he can give Aaron the money to help him out. Um, they have a drink, uh, but Aaron is still like, all right, I'm, I'm just ready to leave. I don't, I don't need the money. I'm just, you know, we filmed. I'm, I'm ready to go. He's just ready to go. Um, and he's trying to get up and leave. And then Joseph just out of nowhere blurts out that he lied about peach fuzz. Right. So what we saw earlier was him just making shit up on the fly. Again, peach fuzz. Best part of the movie. No, it's the worst part of the movie. (laughs) Um, And then he says he has to get something off of his chest. While thinking that the camera is turned off, um, this is again one of those dumb little tricks where, like, the camera operator puts the camera in, like, a bag or on a jacket or something, but it's still on, so you get the audio. He asks him to turn it off, right? Yes. And then... He doesn't. He doesn't. Basically, we hear Joseph just tell a story about looking through the browser history on his computer because their computer was going slow and somebody once told him that maybe your browser history is full. So he was going through, instead of just deleting the browser history, he decided to take a stroll down memory lane. Mm -hmm. And what he found on it was animal porn. Saying that it wasn't his... So he knew that it was his wife's. She denied it, of course. 
And then they went out to the vacation home, so the home they're in currently. And Joseph just one night went out to a store, saw the wolf mask, bought the wolf mask, came back to the house, broke into the house through a window, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure is what he says. Instead of just, like, just go in the door. Um, so he has the wolf mask on. He breaks in. His wife was asleep. He ties her up. And then they have, as he puts it, ravenous animalistic intercourse. He left her tied up and left. And then when he showed back up as his normal self, so after he stepped outside, took the mask off, mm-hmm. maybe took a smoke or something, yep. came back in... They just never spoke about it. Never talked about it. Never once talked about it. Um, It is a wild story that, again, if I was sitting there being told this, if I survived everything else, I would just go, Wow. Okay, I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah, that's really (laughs) fucked up, man. That's... Thanks for telling me. That's fucking weird. Um, You're trying to tell me that you went and you got a mask and, like accosted your own wife no 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 he raped his wife and he, he raped admits his wife. to raping his own wife yeah uh but says that she liked it and then that, yeah that's why though it, it, okay. it does seem very clear that she was into it from the way he tells the story right although there's no telling if this story is true or not based on everything else he has right. said uh, i'd and, like to believe and it's things not. we'll find out in the future right uh, after all this, Aaron's still trying to leave, but now he can't find his keys. We see him kind of searching around, opening up random drawers and stuff. He can't find his keys anywhere. Uh, Aaron's clearly anxious about wanting to get out, but Joseph's telling him that he can stay if he needs. It's dark. It's hard to see right now. Maybe the keys are somewhere in plain sight. We just can't find them. But in the morning, you'll have daylight, and then we can you know, get your keys and get you out of here. So Aaron starts to say that he thinks he's right. He'll stay for the night. He makes some more drinks. We kind of see him do this. Like, he's making... His back is to the camera Mm -hmm. and to Joseph. Uh, But Joseph's also not really looking at him. And we see him making the drinks, but it's hidden. So he kind of looks a little suspicious like he's doing something to the drinks. Uh, He brings the drinks over. Uh, they have a drink together. Joseph instantly starts saying, like, something something tasted weird yeah. about that drink. Yeah, Did something's you, what, different. What was that? And he's like, I don't know. It tasted fine to me, says Aaron. And he's like, something is off. Something tastes weird. All this time, Joseph's trying to do, like, a final goodbye for this video to his unborn child. Being like, okay, bud, here's your future. But he's just like... There's a weird aftertaste. Something strange. Yeah. And then we cut and he's passed out. He's asleep. Drugged. So he, he, was, he was drugged to be put asleep. Aaron goes to check his pockets to see if he's got the keys in there. And as he does, uh, a phone rings. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's Joseph's phone, I'm pretty sure. It's the only one that makes sense. Yep. He takes it and he runs off to the bathroom. And he answers the phone call. And on the phone call is a woman named Angela, who we believe is Joseph's wife. Right. 
She says, during the course of this conversation, after figuring out, like, who Aaron is, says that they are not married, and that her brother does not have cancer. Um, that he is... Uh, he has problems, and that Aaron needs to leave right away. Like, just tell me what address... The address you were at, and just leave. Whatever, leave right away. He's whatever. got problems, just leave. Whatever is going on, this is my brother. He's got mental health issues. You need to get the fuck out. He has no wife. He has no kid. Um, yeah. All of that. So, big shocker. So, after the phone disconnects, Aaron comes out of the bathroom. Joseph's no longer where he, where he was. He kind of meanders around a little bit looking for Joseph. He's like, Joseph? Joseph? Where? Hello? Doesn't find him. Sees sort of like a, a the balcony or, or porch or back porch or something. Uh, opens up the sliding door. Turns on the lights. Goes out there. Sees nothing. Turns around. Boom. Jump scare again. Uh, Joseph has come out of literally nowhere, is just standing there, looking very kind of creepy, and just says, death is coming, and there's nothing we can do. I don't want to die, Aaron. And then he runs into the, the, the building. Didn't he also say something, didn't he like say something to him, and then he just like took off? Like, he, when he no. really realized, he realized that his sister had said something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does say something like, I talked to, talk to your sister or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do kind of like that scene, that he's just like, death is coming for us. There's no escape. I don't like it. It's scary. It's so creepy. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. He does... Aaron does tell him that he knows what's going on. He asks... He basically tells him, I'm willing to help you. Yeah. And then he runs off. Right. Which he, is crazy. After all this, I, I mean, it just shows that Aaron is, like, either... I mean, maybe even both. It might not even be either. It could be both. Very gullible and easily manipulated. Uh, he's very or empathetic. Or just way too kind. He's one of your people. You'd get caught in a trap like this. I will all... I, one of my favorite quotes from Game of Thrones, Arya and the Hound, him saying, Girl, you're too kind. It's going to get you killed one day. I've always thought that that would, that would reflect my life. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening here. Right. Like, he's, he is so elbow deep in believing that this guy is genuinely uh, deep down kind that he doesn't realize the danger that he's in. Yeah. So we come to what is the best part of the movie. The worst part of the movie. Joseph ran off to go put on Peach Fuzz's mask. The worst part of the and movie. And as Aaron is getting ready to leave he comes to a doorway and standing in front of the door is Peach Fuzz. He's got his legs kind of in a wide stance 
and his arms out and with the mask on. And he's not saying anything. So he's basically guarding the door. He's guarding the door. No one can leave. And, and it is the most off-putting thing I have ever seen in my entire life. And Aaron asks if he's going to let him go. And he shakes his head no. He says no. Uh, he starts to do a little bit of a pelvic Oh, I hate it. I love it. I I like to do it it all the time because she hates it. I hate it so much. Fun fact, Max also hates it. Max barks at him when he does it. He doesn't like it right now. (laughs) He's not barking now, but... He's not barking. If I do it in the bedroom, he yells at me. Oh, yeah. No, we we don't like that. Yeah. It's like the most uncomfortable gyration... Can you call it that? Like hip gyration? Sure. The way that he does it, it's so creepy. And it's so weird. And I hate it. There I, are there are so many gifts of that all over the place. I love it. I, I wish I, 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 I wish it. I wish I had something in my daily life where I could just reply with Peach Fuzz doing that. All the time. It's so off-putting. It is. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't find... I hate the, it. The thing is, I don't find it scary. I don't find it creepy. I don't find it anything other than hilarious. It makes me want to claw my skin off. It's so funny. It's so uncomfortable. It's so great. I hate it. I would just love to imagine that the scene of him running away was planned. And that was supposed to happen. And then Aaron is supposed to go and find him like not letting him leave or something i would love to imagine that (laughs) obviously this probably isn't what happened but i would just love in my head if mark duplass like ran back into the room and was getting set up for the next shot but the wolf mask was just there so he put it on without patrick knowing and when he turned the corner he just rolled with it. I hate it. I would love him if that was I the case. I hate it. Ugh. Because it would be so hilarious. No, it's so creepy. Uh, also, I have decided that's going to be what my Halloween costume is. Absolutely so, not. Yeah, Absolutely 100%. Not. No. Definitely. Not in this house. From every year to the rest of inter- eternity. I'm going to stand in front of the door when the little kids are coming to trick-or-treat, and I'm just going to... I, I think I'm just gonna someone's going to do the dance the whole time. Someone's going to hit you with a bat. I'm going to have, we're gonna have a candy creepy. there, and I'm just going to do that. Nope. And we're going to see how many kids are brave enough to, to, to <laughs> Absolutely test Absolutely not. We're going to test Peach Absolutely Fuzz. Absolutely not. Yeah. Peach Fuzz is a no. Peach Fuzz is a yes. We hate pe- Peach I Fuzz. I stand Peach Fuzz. No. I stand it. We don't. Is that right, Stan? I don't know. Yes. Anyway, Aaron charges the door, and we get a little quick scuffle where the camera sort of it does one of those typical things where the the view gets all like staticky and and cut up and whatever (laughs) bullet point that i have in my notes all it says is nope (laughs) nope (laughs) um we then see after that little scuffle it is morning time we're in the woods and we see Joseph coming up a hill. The, the camera is placed on like a hill. It's, it's a little slant. And he's dragging some trash bags. Uh, I think it's three trash bags that look all pretty full. And he just kind of plops them down. 
And then he starts... They're suspiciously full. He starts to dig a hole. They're... They have weird, like, mounds, and... (laughs) They're bulky. They're bulky. They're bulky trash bags, and I feel like it leads you to think only one thing. Yes. It is leading you to think that he killed Aaron and is now digging, uh, burying the body. However, all of a sudden, it pauses. And what we see is, and again... This is even more wild to me that he's still recording at this point. Aaron is alive and well in his own home recording the TV of which he's watching a DVD that Joseph sent to him just of him burying trash Trash bags bags. full of things. Um, (laughs) He escaped and had his car towed home and then Joseph sent him this tape. Um, we don't know how he got his address. We don't know how he got his address. Uh, and he is unsure if it's supposed to be, like, threatening or if it's supposed to be something else. He doesn't really understand what the point of the tape is. I think it's threatening. Why, why is he sending him a video of him burying trash bags that looks like it could be human parts? The, the best part is Aaron just throws the tape away. Yeah. He doesn't think to, I don't know, maybe contact the police about this weird encounter you had and now even weirder follow-up. But no, don't do that, because you can't be a rational human being in a horror movie. Um, we then cut to nighttime. Aaron is trying to sleep. Uh, we learn that he is having dreams about Joseph. Uh, Like, every night he just keeps having dreams about Joseph. We cut back to the daytime. Uh, uh, Now, Aaron just apparently records everything he does in his day-to-day life because he has received a package. It's a big box on his front porch. Uh, He takes the box inside, conveniently places it where, towards the camera, it says Fragile. Uh, yeah, it's French. Yes. He cuts the box open and is sort of digging through. And in the box, he finds a knife. Just like a butcher's knife. Mm-hmm. Kitchen knife sort of thing. And then a DVD. Again. In this huge-ass box that did not need to be this big for this. No. He puts in the DVD, and it's a video of Joseph apologizing. But Joseph blames Aaron for drugging him. So he's like, look, I only acted strange and wild because you drugged me. So, kind on you, pal. Gaslighting. Um, But he is apologizing for being weird, and he's just like, look, there's one more thing in the box for you. You gotta really dig down deep to get it. If I... If... If this was me, and I opened that box, and I found a knife, and I found this DVD, well, first off, I probably would have just dumped the box over and found everything that was in it right away. Like a normal person. But if I only found those two things, one, I'd be like, why is the box so damn big? There must be something else. But if I watched the tape, and then it went, you probably didn't look all the way. There's more there. I would not reach my hand back into that box. The fuck not? (laughs) I... 
Are you that, kidding me? It sounds like a saw trap way to map. Right. It does sound like a saw trap. Um, so he goes back into the box, and it is a stuffed animal of a wolf, of course. Of course it is. Joseph explains during the, in his tape that wolves love very deeply, and sometimes they end up hurting the things that they love, because they love so much that sometimes it can get a little bit violent. Um, and he says that it just reminded him of Aaron, and inside the wolf, you gotta get to its heart. So take the knife and cut open the wolf. There's a gift. And there's... Get what's inside. One, he doesn't, no. he doesn't cut the wolf open. He literally just rips open its butthole. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he, like, flips it to the bottom, probably where the tag is, and tears the seam open. Reaches inside, and inside of this wolf is a heart-shaped locket. So, you know, the, the wolf actually had a heart. It's like he went to build a bear for the It us. really does feel like that. And also, it's one of those, like, heart-shaped lockets from, like, the early 90s. Yeah. Like, the, old school. The locket on the front says J plus A forever, which, when they went to the heart-shaped rock formation earlier, they did with the rock right J plus A in a heart shape, or at least Joseph did. And then he opens it, and inside, inside the locket are still images from, like, I guess maybe the photos that Joseph took. I would imagine Aaron didn't send him the recordings after the Peach Fuzz thing. I don't think so. But it's, it's a picture of Joseph and a picture of Aaron. It's very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> or insane. It's, it's insane. <laughs> um, so... Aaron calls the cops. As he's trying to explain to the cops, I think I might have the stalker. Uh, I met this guy. I spent a day with him recording things. He paid me for it. And now he's sending me shit that is, like, vaguely threatening and creepy to my home. I don't even know how he got my address. And they're like, what's his name? Joseph? Okay, does he have a last name? I don't know. Where does he live? I don't don't also, know. Don't know. <laughs> like I don't know anything about this guy, so it is guess the most. I can't turn him in. It's the most typical movie TV show like cop reaction where they like don't give a shit about what you're saying, and they're just like, "Well, you're probably overreacting, and he, it's probably nothing." He does at least install new locks on yeah. his door, on his front door at least. Um, he talks a bit more to the camera at night while he's sitting there about his dreams. Um, he hears a sound, gets up to go check it out. He has, he has the knife with him. He kept the knife. And he's walking around going, hello? Hello? If you're there, I have a knife. I have a knife. I can hurt you. And he tilted the camera towards the door of the bedroom. So we can see out into, like, his living room, kitchen sort of area. And in that area, there is a back door. Or at least I think it's the back door. It could also be the front door. I'm not really aware of what his orientation of the house itself actually is. But Aaron walks out of frame. And who would be standing at the door 
peering into his house, but Joseph. Lo and behold. Not trying to hide, nothing. Nope. Just literally pressing his nose right up against the glass, basically. Just watching Aaron walk around being like, I got a knife. I got I got a knife. <laughs> like he, he clearly was, I mean, he clearly was paranoid, and rightfully so, in that he was hearing sounds around his house. And him getting yeah. up and investigating, and then we just see this guy just outside being a creep. Yeah. Uh, Aaron does pick up the camera and go out that door, mm-hmm. uh, but nobody's there. Joseph is gone by the time he gets there. So he goes back to sleep. The camera turns off. All of a sudden, camera turns on. Aaron is asleep. The camera gets picked up yep. and looks at Aaron uh, and gets placed down. Uh, it, it's Joseph. He's in the house. And he takes scissors and cuts a lock of Aaron's hair, which you said you would wake up for. I would one million I almost feel like putting you to the test. I would one million wake How up. How mad would you be if, if while you were asleep I just cut like a lock of your hair I would out. I would wake up. I don't think you would. Max wouldn't let you. I think you would. I don't think so. I'd do it when he runs downstairs for mm, his parties at midnight. His, his midnight parties. Yeah. I don't th- I don't think that I don't know one of my main points that I said was in my notes situational awareness. <laughs> you can't really have situational awareness while you're asleep. I yes think. you can. There's no way that someone could walk in our front door. I feel like sleeping is, like, the definition of not being aware. Okay, but if someone walked in, a front door went upstairs, or this guy's got, like, a big it, house. Yes, if I heard our door open while I was asleep, I would wake up. Yeah. Because that sound should not be happening. No. And you're not going to hear, also, like... Max would actually bark at that. Yes, he would. But also, even if, if Max wasn't here, you would know if someone was cutting your hair. I don't know. I do. You have very long hair, so I could probably pick up a strand without you even noticing. Even while you were awake. Why oh, would judo chop you? Yeah. Kick sure. you right in the throat. Um, so he, he gets a lock of his hair and then just leaves. Aaron wakes up the next morning, unaware of this happening, but goes, holy shit, look what happened. Right. Here's where I sleep. This is a window. Sleep window right next to each other but what's in the window that motherfucker cut open the little i don't even know what that's considered but not the glass part but the little the screen screen yep there you go that's what it's called the window screen and shoved a dvd in that bitch that says my final video or whatever it says my final tape my last tape um and aaron's just like this is fucking bonkers. I don't know what's going on. Uh, so Aaron watches it. And it's Joseph. And Joseph says... He's out at like a park in a public area near a lake. And he just says... Basically he goes, look. I don't usually dumpster dive. But when I was going through your garbage... Fucking I was, psychopath. I was sad that you threw out my DVDs, but I get it. Maybe it was a little too much. I understand. 
But when I found the locket, you broke my heart. The audacity. Um, you so fucking he's, psycho. He's very upset about it. Uh, this is where you did tell me to make a note. So I have this in my notes. Say, Maggie thinks that is psycho. It's psycho! <laughs> Which is hilariously exactly what you just said. It's so psycho! Uh, during this whole video, he basically just says that, look, I know I'm crazy, but I just, I, I thought we kind of really hit it off. I thought we were friends. Maybe I'm just a little too much, and I understand that. So I just, like, if you will just give me the time of day to where we can sit down and talk. Uh, if you don't want anything to do with me after that, that's fine. I just... Please just give me the chance to hear me out. You can meet me here tomorrow at this park. It's out in the open. There are people around. It doesn't have to be anything private so you can feel safe. Just think about it, please. And then that's it. Um, why Aaron I, would do this? I, don't I have done some really naive shit in my day. <laughs> I have been an absolute idiot. A lot of a lot of times in my life, I would never be this fucking stupid. Like, how many flags do you have to get before you're like, hmm? Maybe I should just not. Maybe I should just not. Right. Um. So he decides to go because he feels like Joseph needs help. Um. And, and he's an empath, I, I guess, is the point, is that he feels for the guy. I would have just said, alright, cops, look at this fucking shit. Come, like, watch my back, or, or something. Um, so Aaron gets to the park, or the lake, sets up his camera in his car, and is basically like, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna film the whole interaction, so if he tries anything fucking crazy, I've got it there. Um, I've got my phone set to speed dial 911 if I need to. I just want to have everything for records. This part makes sense. It's kind of clear why he would record this part. What he's doing all makes sense. So he goes and he sits on the bench. We do see him look around a little bit. He doesn't seem to see anybody. Doesn't know where Joseph is. Just sits on the bench. And this is a this is like a, a like a landscape um, video, like a like the way that it's uh, the way that it's filmed. It's like a long. We see like all the park, and we see him on the bench. It's a very wide. Well, we, we just so yeah, we're seeing the a lake with some mountains behind it in this park. It's a very nice looking shot yeah. um, we then see Joseph walk up behind Aaron very quietly because Aaron doesn't seem to notice he's wearing a trench coat uh, just like a, a, a beige trench coat I don't know what you call that khaki khaki dress shirt um, he pulls out nonetheless then the peach fuzz mask. Oh. And he puts it on. I'm thinking, oh, he's about to he's about to dance behind him. Oh, I would have hated it if 
he did that. <laughs> but no. After he puts on the peach fuzz mask, we see... What did he have with him? The axe we've seen and heard about multiple times in the movie. Not very subtle in its foreshadowing. I will say this scene, uh, this part is very good. It is played relatively slow, so it is sort of building the tension of, like, is Aaron going to turn around? Are you is gonna he going to notice? Are you going to turn around? And Peach Fuzz picks up the axe very slowly over his head, takes a little bit of a wide stance. There's a little bit of a pause, and then he swings the axe down right into Aaron's head. Aaron just falls right over. I don't know how you can describe the sound that they did, but it is so uncomfortable and gross. Like, it is... It's a scene that, like, as you're watching it, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then he does it, and it is literally just a thunk. Yeah. And then he, he goes to swing again. But then it pauses. Mm-hmm. And what do we see now? But a little sort of reversal of what we saw earlier. Now Joseph is recording himself watching this video back. Saying, you know, Aaron, that was really clever that you recorded this. And that you had 911 on speed dial. But why didn't you turn around, Aaron? Why, why, why you didn't turn you around? look or... Or why did you not have your back? Why did you have your back facing that way? Um, I don't really understand why you didn't look behind you. And he says, you know what? I think it's because you were the greatest person who ever lived here. No matter what was done to you, you believed that there was good in people and that there was good in me no matter what I did to you. And for that, you're always going to be my favorite. Uh, and he says he's the favorite of, of them all, indicating that he's definitely done he's this He's done before. this before. He does say, he says, oh, and one, one last thing. And he plays the video again. Another jump scare. Joseph saw him set up the camera, so he jump scared into the camera itself. Uh, I do kind of like this part because he jump scares to get one final jump scare in there. But then Mark Duplass turns the camera back on himself and it's just him screaming at the camera. I hated Um, it. We cut from there. And again, one of the things with found footage movies, just people recording for absolutely no reason, uh, is him recording as he's walking like just to a room. He gets a phone call. Joseph gets a phone call. And he answers. And he goes, Yeah, this is Bill. Oh, yeah. It's just uh, it's a quick job. One day, uh, just as long as you have a camera, bring it. We'll just film. And then yada, yada. So setting somebody up for the exact yeah. same thing he set Aaron up for. Right. And now we can assume that Joseph was likely not his real name. No. So, so he's he's done this before. Uh, after he hangs up, he does walk into a room to put up the DVD of Aaron's. And in this room, we see, like, a bookshelf full of VHSs and DVDs 
with loads of different people's names on them. Like, I, I mean, I pause to count it, but it's easily 40, 50, yeah. maybe even it's a, lot. a larger number than that. It is tons of people. Yeah. So, assumedly, this man has Craigslist killed half the people who use Craigslist. Yeah. A shit ton of people. And it's, it's so uncomfortable to see him be like, oh, you are my favorite. You were the best one because you were so naive and you were so willing to believe in the best of me. Because you, know, you believed people were good. Because because you believed people were good. That's so, what will get you in trouble. That is what will get you in trouble. No, you in trouble specifically. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Me specifically. I will. I will pull over on the side of the road for um, a, a puppy or a kitten or a baby raccoon and immediately get kidnapped. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, so that is Creep. Uh, again, it's like an hour and 22 minutes. It's, it's very short. Very it's a short watch. one. Um, it is available on Netflix, so I do suggest, uh, I suggest watching it, giving it a watch. Even if you're not really a horror fan, it's not partic- It's not gory or anything. No. There's a couple jump scares that are, you know, jump scares are whatever, but give the movie another watch if you've seen it before. Um, maybe you'll enjoy it a little bit more. Um, peach there- Fuzz is the best thing ever. I hate Peach Fuzz so much. <laughs> There's also a second movie. And there is a sequel that came There's out in 2017. Um, and there's been talks about a third one, mm-hmm. but I don't know where. I they don't know are if it's going to happen. With that, or, or you know, it could it be even more up in the air now with all the the writer strikes and screen actor guild strikes. The second one is okay. I don't think it's as good as the first one, but I we, I've only ever watched the second one once, mm-hmm. and I do think I felt the same way that I did not think it was yeah. as good as the first one. Yeah, I think the first one's the best, but. It's good to know that there's a sequel. I would love for them to do another one. Yeah? Yeah. Well, uh, it's a good movie. Check it out if you haven't. You got anything more to say about the movie? As far as... As far as found footage movies that I force you to watch, what's your ranking? Uh, this is probably the best one. I can't even think of what the other ones are. There we go. Were there more? Probably. They were probably all bad. <laughs> there. Then this is the best found footage movie he can recommend. <laughs> um, yeah, so give that, check that out. Yeah. Um, but thank you again for listening and, and watching us just talk about a random movie. Yeah. We'll be back next week as well with another movie, which will be my choice. I'll be sure to make it. A found footage movie. I don't think I could watch a movie, but something. We'll figure it out. Maybe I'll make you watch something that, like, I really like that is okay. not, that a lot of people don't like. No, I'll watch it. I'll make you watch a One Piece movie. I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, thanks for watching. Um, you can always follow us all over the place at COAS underscore podcast. That stands for Chicken on a Stick. Um, YouTube channel, Chicken on a Stick podcast, I think, or maybe just Chicken on a Stick. Chicken I think it actually stick? might just be chicken on stick. Um, over on Twitch, 
We do a live review every Friday where we talk about whatever movie we've seen that week. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can always find us there. And, yeah, go listen to some of our other podcast episodes. Yeah. Um, or the episodes that I do by myself where I'm just talking about the movies of the Oscars. Yeah. And, and watching through the years of those and my thoughts on those. Um, those are actually really short. And if you have any suggestions on movies that you think that we should watch and rate or talk about, let us know. Yeah, you can do that. Let us know. Because she can't. She has a hard time thinking of her own movies to do every week. I do. But thanks for listening. We'll see everybody next next time. Somewhere. Bye. Bye.